Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is brought to you by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. So what's going on, guys? Not a whole lot. No? It's been the holidays, so those of you who have a good idea of how long it took us to release this. Should be something happening. So with us today, obviously, Josh, the host, I got Liam, I got Doug, we got Max, we got yep. a full crew on our design episode today. We're going full ombre. Yeah. yeah. The quad amigos. <laughs> the quad amigos. Not, not quattro? No. Okay. We'll go it's, with it. We'll go it, with it. It's not the trace amigos, it's the three amigos. <laughs> Whatever. We're moving on. Okay. So <laughs> so anyway, uh, a lot of stuff happened. Um, a quick recap. The last playstation we had uh, i kind of want to go over that a little bit all right where you guys started off with a boss fight and i know we talked about this off air but i was really happy with how it went down yeah you fought a giant mole it had three turns per round its movement speed was six split up across its second two turns Mm -hmm. where each one it could move three and its first turn it could only do a locating attack that hurt and had a secondary effect but then it would move an attack move an attack but they were different attacks it was dead in two rounds but as a gm who's had things before playing the scratch dice system die in two rounds this was not unsatisfying it did a bunch of stuff yeah it got you got to see what it could do which is really the main frustration that gm's face is that their monster never got to do the thing you made it to do yeah obed uh found a new thing it could do too yeah yeah by accident yeah did an unintended thing Another reason why I think that boss fight was satisfying as a GM is that momentum served its purpose really well as yeah. well. On the creature's final attack on its turn, it bit Obed and grappled him. And to escape the grapple, Obed spent three momentum. I think so. Spent three momentum and failed to escape the grapple. Damn. So I was like, well, he just accidentally swallows you. And it's a surprise to the both of you. <laughs> it's, he didn't mean to, but you really just thrashed around. And then we came up with rules for that on the fly that worked out, and it was it was fun. I, I was really I was really happy to, with it, and I, I wanted to bring it up because boss battles are a thing that I get very frustrated with in Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder. Either it has way too many attacks around, and it does them all in one turn, and the GM has to decide: Do I just want to kill this character outright? <laughs> you know, you start off playing a dragon, you've got a breath weapon you can use, and claw, claw, bite. It's one of the thing, like one of the reasons why. Playing a rogue in three five is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. By about fourth level, most things that you fight that are boss level characters can one shot you. Mm-hmm. Statistically, like an even standing, middling damage from all of its attacks just will kill you. Right, and it's weird to think of it as a one shot because, like, how can those all happen in the same moment? 
the claw claw bite. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's yeah. just because of how they've decided the rules work for that game. And it's the same problem with fourth edition. Fourth edition, it was a little better because of the way that they would have multiple abilities that recharge that were complementary and that kind of thing. However, they would give bosses action points if you felt like. So you'd have a boss that has two action points, which means you can take another standard action on its turn. But then you're still presented with the same problem. You know, do I just want... I mean, I could just have him spend all three. Well, not really. You can only do one per round. But, you know, I could have him do two well, things right, right, right out now. the gate. You just each round, action point. Actually, if you really wanted to kill them, yeah. you just do it. Exactly. But it's not even if you, the GM... Can you justify not doing that for the monster that you're running? You know what I mean? Like, it's, sometimes it's just like, why wouldn't this monster just kill this one person after what just happened? It's like chess against yourself. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be doing one side more than the other. Well, it was odd using the action point mechanic with it because part of the decision of action points is you only get a certain amount per day. Yep. So you spending that action point is a big investment. Well, if you have a monster that has it, well, this is the only encounter it has today. Yeah, it's going to use them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't use them, you just decided to go easy on them. If you had the opportunity to use it and you didn't. So I like the multiple actions per round, multiple turns per round. For, uh, for the boss monster, because it also, in between the things where it's like, it's going to focus on one person, if, if that becomes obvious where it's starting to focus on somebody, the rest of you can try to intervene while it's happening before yeah. the round ends, and hopefully the person will live. So, speaking of boss monsters, I was thinking about this for AoE. So, boss fights, sometimes it's just a big monster. Yeah. Sometimes it's somebody who commands a bunch of people. AoE characters lose out a bit on the larger monsters, but overwhelmingly benefit on the oh, yes uh, right <clears throat> when it's a bunch of monsters and i was thinking should should aoe attacks deal more damage to larger creatures if it hits all the squares oh uh and just trying to balance how you would explain because like okay if you create a zone of fire and all the fires underneath the monster you could be like yeah it takes a d6 for every space he's covers it makes sense but what if that it's makes... what if it's not a zone and you do a blast attack or a cone yeah he should only take damage for the ones that hit him because it's not going to hit his back. No. You know, like yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think we should I balance don't, around that. I think I, we should no, just I let don't. It. If there is a problem with that, that's not the one because fire blast then would become unreasonable. But how the but most the damage fire, you could well, do? Fire blast only goes so far. Yeah. Right. So cone three. Yeah. Yeah. So like but that's still sixty six for the mole we are fighting. That would be possible. But, that's a lot I'm, for an at will attack. But yeah. I'm saying like, what's the maximum? Amount of hexes that that can touch the side Six. of a giant. Six? Oh, that can touch its side? Three. Yeah. So, but, it, but you're saying if it's like under it somehow or whatever? Yeah, which I don't think... Th- that's the thing. Okay, so just to even introduce the idea that that could be true mm-hmm. introduces all these special conditions for the abilities we already have. Yeah. And it makes playing an AoE character way more complicated than it needs to be. Yes. Right. Maybe just a simple way it's max damage if you do it a certain way like it's just not like a critical i don't know that makes it too much like oh you just did a critical hit yeah you were just clever we can which, just we can do something late in the path of fire that's like oh however many spaces you would have hit that monster you get one extra damage something like yeah. that yeah that that's fine that would be something where you're like oh i don't feel like i'm missing out and i i don't feel bad going into boss fights i don't feel nerfed you know no i'm still gonna i'm still gonna ramp up the damage i think that's fair from from the point of view of a player it's like so wait i do this AOE attack on like five minions and it does a certain amount of damage to each one. It does like, let's just say two damage to each just for argument's sake. Mm -hmm. And then I face this giant monster and I literally put the whole, I give it, you know, both barrels, just all full full force. And it just does two, two damage. Like that doesn't seem fair. Uh, That doesn't, well, that doesn't bother me, especially with fire blast. 
because it's it's such a specific use, but it's mm-hmm. so good in that specific use. I would almost say it'd be it'd be doing both barrels, but the the spread just doesn't get there because it's just in the fucking way. Like maybe, it's not it's not crowning around anyone. Right. I was gonna say if it's just like one target, maybe it does double the the regular damage. I mean, you have to it, you'd have to successfully hit it. But that's still that's still too much. Or you roll twice. It would. For it would I think it would be. Uh, I think it would be a lot easier if in step four, or step five, we're just like on large creatures, you get this bonus, and just, it's just a flat. Bonus. It's just a flat bonus, and you just get to know that. And you're like, all right, sweet, a large creature. It's slightly easier for me to hit, and That's, it does yeah. a little more damage. Yeah, because even, even if you screw up your damage roll, you at least have that plus three bonus or whatever. Yeah. Because it's the broad side of a barn. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. That seems way more elegant than trying to micro... Like, we have a couple of, of attacks that work differently when you use different weapons or can be used different ways, but you have to deliberately do that. It's something you choose. It's not something that happens to you. Mm-hmm. And and it would be weirdly overpowered if you just took one step down one thing and suddenly oh, and had fire yeah, blast. Well, no, yeah. that's core. So I think yeah. I well, mean, I mean, but if you pick core fire, you are sacrificing a lot. You, you're you're shutting yourself off from a lot of stuff. I would say for stuff like burning lance that does composure damage, like extra throwing that on isn't going to be killer. What do you, you mean throwing the extra damage because it's larger? Just the composure damage, but you only get one. Yeah, I see. I think. Maybe we'll, we'll save it for later because adding just the straight plus. So, for instance, uh, you do a D6 plus your composure with D8. Fire Blast. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're like, well, it's a larger creature. Oh, I'm could... saying not Blast. I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm using this as comparison. Uh-huh. You do a D6 plus that, and you're like, well, if it's a larger creature and my effect will help multiple squares that it occupies, mm-hmm. the a number of multiple squares gives me a plus one on damage. Okay. Something like that. You would choose Burning Lands. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, because that way you're not getting the secondary splash effect, but you're still getting a splash effect. I feel good about that. Well, we can. I wrote it down. We'll table it for when we do step four, when we get into that, and we can decide what goes into that. Uh, speaking of step four, how do we feel about changing decay to death? I like this one. Okay, because my thinking is we can do fun stuff with necromancy then. Yeah. We, like at step four, because we, we got rid of the shadow, but we can now... Because if you say death magic, that's literally the etymology of necromancy. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. However, we talked about having a druid in a second iteration of this, and that could just be path of life. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as a, you know, radiance is not path of life. Radiance is path of solar beam flare. Right. You know, sometimes does healing, sometimes roasts people's skin off. Whereas uh, life would be, you know, growing things, helping animals. Well, you understand druids. Yeah. Here's my gripe about necromancy. In Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, in every tabletop setting we've done necromancy in, except, with the exception of video games. Uh-huh. Playing a necromancer in Diablo, it's great. It's tight. You it's, could, not, it's not overpowered. You could play it a couple different ways, too, and have a lot of fun with it. Yep. I only did the fire golem, which doesn't really make sense from a necromancy stand-up. <laughs> but I did, I did two-handers and bone shield. Yeah, bone shield's great. But you could raise an army of skeletons. Yes, you could. Now, I'm thinking a way to deal with the problem. So, for those of you unfamiliar, the problem with necromancy in Dungeons & Dragons and Pathfinder is that it becomes an incredibly overly complex thing to manage. To even cast the spell to resurrect an undead, you have to manage a resource that has a fixed cost that eventually, as you level up, that cost is irrelevant because you could buy all the onyx in the world and still do it. But then you're carrying around how much onyx? Like it's just it. That's to say nothing of managing the individual stats of all of the creatures that you're managing. Which I hate. Which is fun up to a point. For me, I would say that point is anything past three creatures. 
Oh, I'm at one. Yeah, with one is like one is enough. But that's that's my so me as a as a player, I like micromanaging my character to a certain extent. Pass three is like okay, now I'm at my limit. Like I that's it's too much. In addition to that, so Pathfinder explicitly, you can make very powerful necromancers. But resurrecting a creature undead applies a template to its base stats, and you got to learn what those are, and then you have to track all of those. I think the easiest way to solve this issue is, fuck all that, you can resurrect a certain kind of creature from the raw material. And we talked about this before. Yeah. So we need to decide, how often can they get a second minion, like an undead minion? And what are its powers? And maybe how many can they have at a time? We gotta ask Gru. I, well, I figured it would be like... Gru from Despicable Me? Sort of like a... Oh, minions. Minions, got it. Sort of like a point-by system where you're like, you could have one big thing, or a pretty big thing, and then a smaller thing, or three small things. Like, maybe at level four, you can make one skeleton. Okay. But make the skeleton good. Now you don't need an army of skeletons, but you need to kill however many pounds of monster to create a skeleton. And monsters with bones. Yeah. Maybe not even necessarily. Just make it so that you need the death. Okay. To summon a skeleton. And then if you make more skeletons, does each one consecutively get weaker? So if you had, just throwing it out there, if you had like... 10 skeletons those 10 together have the strength of just one if you had just one because it takes more of your concentration so like the inverse law of ninjas Are yes <laughs> yes no that's exactly what it is thank you i didn't i wasn't even thinking about that but i think that's exactly true i think that's even more complicated than what i'm proposing let's say step four you have one skeleton step six you can get a second skeleton or you can have a intelligent caster but in each step you could say you could have two skeletons or one of these yeah Okay. Just yeah, very either or choice. Okay. Yeah, because the other one, it's like you have you can have thirty eight. So in Pathfinder and D anD D, a lot of times it's like you can have thirty eight hit dice of undead. Distribute it as you can. <laughs> you already see uh, this is uh, yeah. very complicated. Yeah. I don't like when anything is amount of hit hit dice when they describe it that way because it's an abstraction that doesn't need to exist. Yeah. I, you as the character won't. You can't. You don't know something's hit dice by looking at it. Yeah. Like, you're walking through town, there's a guy, there's a fighter who's 20th level. You don't know that he's 20 hit dice, you know? Like, he's just, he's shopping. So the idea of, all right, I have one skeleton, and it's carrying shit, whatever I want it to do. True. And then it's like, all right, I finally got enough stuff. I could make another skeleton, which would be really useful, guys, right? Or, hear me out, we give him consciousness. (laughs) And 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 he just suddenly becomes, like another member of our party are we cool with that then then the group has to decide whether they want to allow this but then again if you do that who's going to play the skeleton no oh the the is it an npc the necromancer no the necromancer controls the skeleton so what i'm thinking is so you mean i mean so suddenly it gets the ability to cast spells on the necromancer's behalf oh that's an interesting idea yeah, I think if you you could say you could have a skeleton it could just do a basic melee attack yeah because you put whatever weapon you want in its hand but But if it levels up What's yeah. it going to do? That's why I was like, does it get conscious or does it? Oh, I don't. So in my mind, you weren't leveling up a skeleton. You would just be like, okay, dismissed. building a bigger, bigger beast. Yeah. You're just like dismissed and it and it, it turns to ash. And then you're like, all right, here's a here's a new thing. We're going to from this one. We're going to pull up a uh, ghost sorcerer or something, you know? Oh, OK. I th- I a thought, revenant. I thought you were talking more of like we're going to reinforce his uh, his hinges there, his joints. Oh, gonna, that's a cool <laughs> idea too. And he's going oh, to slowly, slowly build a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That well, maybe that his would stats, be a really fun campaign. Maybe his stats are dependent on yours, and then that's something that happens. That's not bad. It'd be fucked up if like if his stats are dependent on yours. He's basically becoming another you, and when he gets conscious enough, he wants to murder you. But that's the risk. <laughs> he you doesn't run. Even have a brain. I know. It's like, <laughs> but you got to put a brain there eventually. But that's the risk Why? you run when you're when you're playing with necromancy. 
I don't know. I, so can, the, can we the, not Sith Lord this? I don't. I'm not, I'm not talking about Sith Lording. I'm, I'm just saying one day like, skeleton. That's how Skeletor happened. Yeah. No. <laughs> just the idea of like, what am I? And it's more. It's more just straight up Frankenstein. Really, it's not. It's yeah. Not, uh, Think of it as more of a puppet than a. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so speaking of it, you being a puppet master on your turn, if you have a skeleton, maybe it could take opportunity attacks with uh-huh. whatever you give it. It gets some kind of modifier to its attack based on your stats so that way it's simple like everybody knows what it will be it's not flat because your campaigns can be more difficult if you want it to take an action you are the one taking the action you are commanding this puppet to act so if you want it to attack on your turn it takes your attack action to do so what about just making it move like it takes your move action so I have to stay still if it moves. We both can't move at the same time. Right, because mm-hmm. you are using your ability as a caster to move it. You are, you are spending whatever action it would take to move to move it instead. It's like unholy command. I like it. I but like it's, it but it's also like, I know that sounds less advantageous, but when you think about how squishy casters are, that's great. Yeah, if you give it a shield and tell it to just stand in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Or give it a pike. <laughs> you know, and like it goes nowhere near me. And then like later on um, down the path of decay or the path of death now you could just be like your skeletons can now do x yeah you have two skeletons present they get this something like that Ooh, yeah get on each other's shoulders mecha shiva (gasps) (laughs) they carry you just like a pangolin or not but a palanquin what is it palanquin palanquin Mm -hmm. not a pangolin that would be fun i've I've heard it called either way i've heard it called the palanquin which I, I have no idea if that's correct. But I remember I heard that and I was like, oh. It's one of those words you read because who the fuck's talking about them? I think you should be able to split up your move, though, between the two of you. It should, it should no, you be. Can sp- yeah, you could. Sp- yeah. I imagine if, if you could, like, this one moves two, this one moves three, and I have one move left, so I move one. Yeah. You could yeah, do that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any issue with that. And then maybe later on you're like, oh, well, if you have two skeletons out, your movement speed split across the total of you, as long as they're all present, goes up by two. Something like that. Yeah, that's a good bonus to have. Because then, then, even when it's just you and one skeleton, the idea of like, okay, danger's happening. Do I want to run six spaces alone, or do I run three spaces with my skelly bro? Right. That's that's the value. I like having to make that decision. Could they carry stuff for you? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Could they carry you? That would be very uncomfortable. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. They wear a little saddle. Yeah. For for both of you. (laughs) They carry a chair on their shoulders that you sit on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just ride into town like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to get attention, I'm sure. Actually, I like just the idea of like, I summon a skeleton throne that walks. (laughs) Fuck yeah. All right. I like that. We'll think about that a little more. So here's a big change that we can put in more immediately. Sneak attack. Uh-huh. Right, I think I, I want to change the name to ambush tactics because I think sneak attack is something anyone can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you surprise somebody and you attack them, you benefit from sneak attack. If <laughs> you said the, the skeleton chair that walks, I'm like, are you going to call it Mr. Bones' wild ride? <laughs> <laughs> I give him a trumpet. I got to get All right. I had to get it out. Okay. For some reason, you can't, like, they're not your skeleton. Or, like you tell your skeleton to walk somebody around, and he's just like, "I want to get off, Mister Bones." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you run some, <clears throat> run a corrupt mayor out of town. Just put him on that. And just all right. Just go until you fall apart. Just, ah. <laughs> all right. If sneak attack is something anyone can do, the uh-huh. rules of sneak attack. How do we feel about it? It's just two d six. Okay. And ambush tactics. The thing that that's interesting is it just allows you to get sneak attack more often. I think ambush tactics change with the kind of weapon you're using okay so when you use a piercing weapon while you have the upper hand you can treat it as a sneak attack okay when you use a cutting weapon 
maybe every time that your hit makes it through the armor, you deal D4 bleed and it stacks with every successful hit once per round. So it takes a while for that to catch up with sneak attack. But that will get crazy. If combat lasts long, I mean, that that mole, Yeah, no way. Like, sneak attack will always be better. So just... We're talking about an ambush, meaning what's the difference? I mean, I, I know in reality what the difference is between an ambush and a sneak attack, but like game-wise, we're talking about just taking an enemy that was unexpected, like you're off, like they're off guard? I, I forgot to preface this. The ambush tactics would be the scoundrel core feature. Okay, okay. So scoundrels get ambush tactics. When they have the upper hand and they're doing a piercing attack, okay. they can use sneak attack. When they are using a cutting attack, cutting, okay. they will deal stacking bleed. Right. When they're using a, and this is the tough one, a bashing uh-huh. attack. How do we feel about maybe it lowers the enemy's dodge? Ooh. And you can add their endurance to the damage or prevent attacks of opportunity. Something like that. Some sort of status effect with a small damage buff that makes sense for you kind of rattling them. In fact, well, just I, calling it rattled is yeah. not bad. I like lowering the enemy's dodge. Yeah. Because uh, if you hit them in a tin can or, or without even... They're, they're not gonna <laughs> yeah, whether they're armored or not getting hit with a bas- bashing weapon will slow you down yeah unless you're launching them into the you know into the next room right i dig that either that uh so maybe just lowering their dodge and you add flat endurance as damage Ooh, that's yeah. solid. or their speed maybe hmm. i think lowering dodge is much better yeah because you hit them if you hit them good one time you could probably hit them again and everyone yeah. else and if they try to leave an attack of opportunity well, you know it makes the bashing option a cool it's a tactical choice. Yeah, that yeah. that becomes a tactical group, def- like almost like pseudo defensive, like it's offensive through other characters. So that that immediately sounds fun for command. Well, but that's it's core scoundrel. Yeah, and it takes something that you wouldn't automatically picture with a scoundrel, like a bashing weapon, which is you what know, you would if you're thinking like if scoundrel, you're thinking somebody who's clever and underhanded, like yeah. a sapper, like, blackjack. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, with the blackjack, yeah. like a nightstick mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah, just bashing weapons have been very good in our game. I've noticed, like. We've never really gotten fucked up by anyone with, like, a pot on a chain or anything. Yeah, well, you know? the enemies haven't really used too many of those yet. <laughs> that shit... Oh. No, that shit sucked. When it was just flying out of the smoke, that was fucking insane. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take away that it prevents them from getting attacks of opportunity then. Mm-hmm. So it's just lowers their dodge by, what, two? Two is good. Two is solid. Mm-hmm. And it could scale. Uh, I don't know if our game scales that, Wait, like that, yeah. though. AC doesn't really scale. No need to. So, all right. So it lowers their dodge and deals endurance as extra damage. I like that. Yeah. Okay. And that's if you have the upper hand. All right. Two to dodge can be a big... 10% easier to hit for everybody. That might be their armor. It could be... Not to mention if you're using a bashing weapon, you're already getting through their armor a little bit. Yeah, you're biting, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. uh, Before we get into really big world building, here is a fundamental piece of world building that we haven't even talked about calendars tracking right? time oh i remember looking at the notes and i'm like i already don't want to do this like, <laughs> all right i can't track time in the real world how the hell all right so my thinking is uh, can we make it just as simple as possible please i i think yes and no yes in that i think the system is simple no in that i want it to matter what day it is because it'll matter for the next part of this world building we're about to do all right which is holidays religions all of that yeah so if you divide our year, so our year is currently 365 days, uh-huh. which is inconvenient for math. Yes. Three, 365 and a quarter, and then a quarter again, I think, a quarter of a quarter. Well, we uh, can change it because the world's different, and I'm sure our orbit is going to change. We have another moon. Yeah. All right. Well, then, yeah. So, so well, let's, make yeah. It, let's make it 364 flat. Yeah. There okay. You go. So then we divide it into four 90-day months. 
All right. That span seasons. And then there are four days, the days between each month, that don't belong to any month. Okay. I, ooh, that's interesting. I actually kind of like that. So. Because it's very idiosyncratic. Right. And, and I was thinking um, weeks could be 10 days long because now there's nine weeks per month. Mm-hmm. We have to change some of the language with how we describe things. Correct. All right. That last two weeks, that just got longer, significantly longer. Yeah, I don't want to change it, though. Oh, fuck you. It's fun. <laughs> got six days longer. Two weeks is 20 days. That's an extra week. That's one third. <laughs> that's almost a month. That's one third <laughs> worse for everything that's two weeks long. Let's try it. Let's try it before uh, we change it. That's already so, it was already so long. We can just say it lasts for a certain number of days, then yeah. a fixed number of days. Okay. 14 days. Shit. <laughs> I'm just saying 20 days of being concussed. That, I'm going to tell you. That's a halt on real, that. Too realistic. Yeah. No, it's, but it's, it's too realistic because it would just halt a whole campaign. Because yep. yeah. if you're, you're playing like, that character, you're like, I'm, I'm not doing shit. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm, I'm retiring from adventure. You got one good hit in. You step one. On, yeah, just I'm first, done. First I'm game. I used to be an adventurer like you, but then somebody hit me with a stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I retired. Because you would. Yeah, I would. I'd be done. I'm out of here. Someone put a rock in a sock. Swung and hit you. <laughs> now, now, yeah. uh, now, but, I, now, I run the general store. Yeah. Do- doctor said I, I take one more hit like that, and it, it could be lights out forever. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't slept well since I got hit. My vision's been blurred in this eye ever since. <laughs> Most of the world should be populated with that, but like, people got why hurt, wouldn't yeah. people go on adventures? And then there's just a shit ton Everybody's of people who are. Oh, just, yeah, we're just, yeah. just missing how arms, veterans legs, work yeah. in real life where they're like, oh, yeah, no, I just have shrapnel in me forever. And you're like, really? I thought this was the future. And they're like, no, it's just in there forever. And you're like, gross. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm terrible at math in general. Okay. So saying, all right, there's four days that don't belong between months and there's 90 days for each quarter. And I'm like, couldn't we just make it base 10 for everything? Instead of saying, like, weird yeah. days, floating holidays that don't really... You could, except for that. Uh, the only reason I included those was because I like the idea of floating holidays. So mm-hmm. they don't float. They don't move. I, I, they I would, know, but would, I'm, just, I'm just using would be, so you, you would be like, oh, and, like, and I don't have names for them yet, but they were like, uh, Firefall is ending. We're waiting for Gelwin's Day, you know, and that bridge is Firefall with uh, well, Star Rise or whatever. They would be the Equinox and Solstice, right? Because uh, there's two equinoxes and two solstices. That would be the the beginning. That's the longest day, the shortest day, and then the two days two that are equal. completely. Yeah, I'm into that. You gonna do that? It would also completely explain why you would naturally assume that they would just be like. That's why they would were sorted that way, and why those days are their own thing. Cool. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to come up with once we do some more world building. The names of the four months. Mm-hmm. The names of the ten days and the names of the four days. All right. All right. I think on the solstices should be a regular day, but on equinox there can be no violence. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah Good luck no, convincing all the animals. An- mm-hmm. Anti purge is a terrible idea. Anti purge. You have to be nice on this day. You have to be nice, but then yeah. it's going to be like those girls where you're like, "It's my birthday weekend," you know, oh. and you're like, "Like that's, we can't that's not fight." A thing. It's my birthday month. Fuck, like, Fuck you. <laughs> Guys, my birthday week is ten days. Now. And then the slaughtering, <laughs> <laughs> the slaughtering just starts. Everybody's right, yeah. It. So what, what what do we call what is now functionally like December twenty fourth? Is that the solstice? We don't. Okay, let's not worry about this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's not worry about making the analog a real day in our time. Okay. The only reason I want to think about it that way is for the the temp. Like I, I figure they'd be named after the temperature or the season or the the way it feels. Maybe or political leaders or just like they are in our world. Mm-hmm. 
August is Augustus. Yeah. You know, uh, July. But that had to do with... Thir- uh, Thursday's Thursday. That had to do with a religious thing and the uh, a Western canon that exists through a single culture where, like, we're dealing with multiple races where they'd just be like, why do, why do the guff call it after that Tolden asshole? Maybe the common parlance mixes a bunch of different shit like it does in reality. All right. So, like, we have Nordic weekday names. Mm-hmm. We have... The Gregorian, you know, calendar. Outside of that, and it's a mess. Our, our months, our months are Latin numbers with the names of Roman leaders Dude, mixed in. I am so angry that October is not the eighth month, November is not the ninth yeah. month, and December is not the tenth month. From as soon as I like found Latin root words out, I was just furious. We're like, you son of a fucking bitch! This would have been so easy. Yep, it's Augustus's fault. Yeah, yep, it is, and I'm angry at him. There's a lot of reasons to be. Octavian, right? Same guy. So. His name is Octavian. Just make it October. You already have October. Fuck off. <laughs> Just change. Yeah, it's not good yeah. enough. You get two new months. That must have been a bitch like the first day, right? I watched a Matt Coville video about this where he talks about different ways that people have done it in their games. And in one game, a year, every day had a unique name in a year. Oof. Which sounds terrible, but uh, his example was like, uh, there's a day that's just called bread. Yeah. Like, okay. I, was, I was born on bread of this year. And in, in our world, calendars were not mixed until the Romans, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So Catholics have that calendar. Yeah. Each day is a new saint. They weren't mixed, and people would just say, oh, it's the 472nd year of this dynasty, whatever that is. And then. Even Lord of the Rings is like they have different ages. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking um, we can do that too. What year is it in our campaign? I think it is the year. Since the doom of the Savathians, I was going to say the doom would be the the last great event. We were like, well, this is where there's a new the, world now. This, yeah. yeah, this is where the modern world starts. I'm saying it's negative twelve. Let's just say negative twelve. <laughs> negative to what? No, we don't know. <laughs> we know it's coming though. But there, there could there, be seers. There's always that guy who puts out a new book every year that is like in year zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna man, it's gonna happen. Shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, but would the Akinosians also have their own? I think the Akinosians are the ones who are trying to set, create standards. Okay. Yeah. They, say, the, like, like, people have them, and they're the ones who have been trying to just be like, uh, we're bringing civilization to you. So, like, everybody's I mean, got I their mean, own you shit. Have, like, literally, like, okay, so you have an, an entire civilization, and all of a sudden, Sabathians everywhere just wash up sh- on shore. That's an immigration problem. That's mm. that's a huge culture clash. You have a, uh, it's a medical problem. This, and, this is a crisis. And the Sabathians, up until then, were a world influence. Yeah. They were the major power, right? Yeah, they were the major power, and then they vanished. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they all show up all at once. a hundred years later. Yeah, so that's a world-changing event. So starting at that, that's year one of the new order of whatever's happening. I think year zero is when the Savathians vanished. Yeah. Oh, year zero is when they vanished. Yeah, the doom happened. I thought you meant, like, as they return, this is year one of a new... Because you would, at that time, be like, whoa, the world power is gone. Yeah. Like, here's a new age where we have to, like, kind of rebuild on our own. Okay, no, I like that. You know? yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then the Sabathians show back up, and they don't know anything about it, so they're just as involved in the Reconstruction. Yeah. As, okay. And that can that can even be the point where, like, the Akinosian Empire might have existed, but they were a minor player in a, in a minor area, and they're like, oh, we have a lot of territory now we just have influence over because we're just sort of there already. Yeah. And they're the ones setting standards. They're integrationists. They, they do that kind of thing. So kind of like Rome, you know, you, mm-hmm. we use a lot of Roman shit. They had a good empire. A couple times. Yeah. Until it wasn't. Had a lot of bad emperors. A bunch of times. <laughs> they oh. almost had a good republic. So now that I've kind of put the seed in your head of yeah. a different calendar, mm-hmm. it's based on events that happened and the naming of those things. And we know what year, year zero is. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was roughly how many years ago from our current Fortnite campaign? 
How about we say 372? Okay. Works. Let's try even more. Let's say... Ooh, really? So every Savathian or most Savathians alive are, have at least 372 years of, of living behind them now? Not necessarily. They could have been born while... Well, they just disappeared. We don't know what they were doing. Yeah. It doesn't well, mean. It okay, doesn't let's, mean that... let's make it closer to when they arrived. So maybe it's been fifty years since then. Okay, so I like, like that. Yeah. Like one fifty, maybe a hundred. Because I want it to be a little bit further. So like maybe like one hundred fifty-two, like a hundred, one hundred fifty, one hundred eighty. Because it could have been like eighty years ago. They still like you imagine they didn't maybe didn't even know how to speak. Yeah, they didn't know anything. To even around two hundred <laughs> is fine. Let's say one hundred seventy-two. So it's right. year one seventy-two of what age? The new age? No, because like, <laughs> it's like preceded by the former new age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's the modern era? Now we're in the postmodern era. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> the Tolden. Well, you don't want to say, like, the second age or third age, because, like, wait, unless... No, unless they don't know how many ages there have exactly. been. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, they know how long the, the last age... age, right? Yeah. They, know how, they probably can find out how long the last age lasted. And they might have vague knowledge of the previous age. And with maybe the most important thing to understand is that wasn't the first. I mean, from their perspective, it's like, look, okay, look, the world was a fuck mess, right? Yeah. So we're going to have to start counting at some point. It may as well be now. Is this the Akinosian age? You just maybe just call it the pre Akinosian age or something? Or, or the post Doom age? Yeah, I was thinking, what about like the age of remembering? Ooh. Something mm. like that? Yeah. Because they would want it to sound hopeful. Yeah. The age of because they're because the, the age of building, the age of reconstruction, the age of uh, binding together, age of of uh, rebirth, sort of uniting, um, ascension, apotheosis. The the ascension age sounds pretty cool. Could be because that sounds like a revolution. Like that sounds like an industrial revolution, but culturally, I think age like, of ascension is a thing in tabletop gaming in real life. Yeah, probably the Akinosian Empire rose, and suddenly the guff who everyone thought was kind of like wild men show up, and they're like, "No, we can talk." Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little civilization you got building there. It's a shame mm-hmm. something bad happened to it. We're going to steal some of it. Yeah. Actually. I'm glad that you've been holding on to that for us. Why don't you hand it back over? That's yeah. exactly what happened. We call it Age of Memories. That sounds like the or past, age, age of Discovery. Ooh, I like that. Age of Discovery is good. The Age of Memory would be like the previous, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like... Because well, they've forgotten everything is the yeah. idea. Uncovering. I want it, Yeah, I want it to be a little more highfalutin because we're, talking, we're talking about age? historians who are naming things and they like, to, they like to have fun. They're not physicists. The Illumination Age. Yeah, the Illuminated Age, the Age of Illumination, the... Their biggest thing is they've forgotten everything. Yeah. Yes. And the races kind of lost that knowledge when the Savathians yeah. left because they just did everything. They're thinking about how that this is all they're going to have to rebuild the world, basically. Yeah. The age of the clean slate. We got along fine without you, Dad. Now you just come back into our lives acting like, oh, you forget everything. Now you need our help to take care of you. Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> Tabula rasa. What about like the age? I mean, they're maturing. The age of maturation or uh, relearning. The yeah. just making things even. Like if an empire suddenly disappears and everyone has a better chance. The etch a sketch age. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you... You say the age of the even playing field. Like, what are terms for that? Yeah. The, the age of equity. Age like, of make, equity. Yeah. I was I like that, that. Or like a culling, thinning of the herd, or like a, like like, a, like like, a controlled burn. I like equity just because it sounds just fancy enough. Yeah. For them what to if be that like, is mm, a... Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 my, 72 of this age of equity. My degree. <laughs> yeah, because Empire fell. Yeah. Everyone got a better chance that they thought. To do what they wanted to do. The people's age, am I right? Yeah, that could be a church term. Or, yeah, yeah or maybe it, some kind of temple, people's temple. Yeah. They could serve uh, delicious drinks, sweetened by sugar. Yeah, some punch. Yeah. Call it kick. <laughs> Give me some of that kick. All right. <laughs> Yo, someone spike the kick. <laughs> Tastes like almonds. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Um, 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, so you're 70, you're 172, 172 of the age of equity. Wait, I yeah. like it. We're going to name our months now? No. Okay. So it's just, we're going to name one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Charles. Where's the fifth month been having? <laughs> Oh, the fifth month conspirators? Oh, oh God. Fifth, the fifth the fifth month Adventists? Eleventh <laughs> day Adventists. <laughs> I love that uh, Scarab's song, 11 Days a Week. They're good. I, I really prefer the uh, the Tumbling Minerals. That's such a bro thing to say. <laughs> All right, so we, we now have a continent map. Uh-huh. A pretty good one. We will get a little artsy-fartsy in it later. But right now, I'm pulling it up here. Where is the Akinosian Empire? Okay. Selfishly, I need it to connect to at least one point. This river? Show you on the map, yes. Jarnesia? We're talking no. to that mic, bro. Right, let's narrate this. Max is looking at the iPad very intently. But his mouth is not facing the microphone. And it's slightly a gap. Let's see if he closes that gap. He does not. Good show. Bold oh. move on the finger movement. Oh, now, now there's a lot of tongue action going as he's searching through the... It's getting a little sensual, honestly. Okay. Big green right there. Jimsel, I need the Akinosian Empire to be... The seat of the Akinosian no, Empire? No, just okay. a tendril. Okay. So let's make... I was thinking... So I was looking at this map, and it's broken up into countries that have been randomly named, either in Jarncia, Caria, or Goemio. We can rename these two. Yeah. I said those names don't mean uh, shit to me if Goemio, I'm looking at Goemio, I do, I do want to rename because I want to never have to pronounce that ever again. Three of those those three things coming together? Yeah. I, we have Jarncia, Bloomton, and Goamio. Yeah, change that. Is, is that the gray one? Yeah. And what's the pink area in the middle there? Jarncia. And that's was that just like a city state? What is that? It's just a name. This is we didn't name these. Right. I'm just saying the size of it would suggest that it's not part of it's it, is that like the Vatican, like it's its own country? What's so the, there are countries and regions and like uh, political groups. So there Jarncia is fully encased and, and uh if you see there's colors that go over into oh, Jarns here. Yeah. Those are cultural. Oh, I got you. Okay. okay. Now, we, we don't have to pay attention to those. Right. Obviously. It's just fun, though. Just, you yeah. know, okay. We could call it something. I like Jarnesia, maybe. Jarnesia sounds better. Okay. And so, it's easier for me to say. So we're going to make it Jarnesia. Herod also have to be close to the water as well, right? Hmm. Not uh, really. There could be swamp land. Well, they're, they're, they have the... Egyptian yeah. style culture that relied on. There's other you know, cultures though. There's by bay- their bayou culture, and I forget what the other one was. It's true. Yeah, yeah. The I would say the mega structure Egyptian esque monolithic yeah, man. stuff. Yeah, by the sea, by rivers. Good idea. Bayou could be anywhere though. Really, you can you can make weird swamp land out of just like, most of Siberia. The Pripyat lizard people. And oh yeah. Ukraine. 
The ones who take crocodile. The Echinocean Empire is in Jarnesia. Just Jarnesia? No, it's its seat. So we don't okay. want to we don't want to just call the homeland Echinocea. I would figure that would be the name of the empire. Like it's kind of like China, and then when yeah, the yeah, but empires. it's like you say, like, there was Great Britain, the, but then when they got big enough, they're the United Kingdom. Like they, they, like, but it was it was still the British Empire. Well, I'm thinking colloquially, the Echinocean Empire. Maybe its main city isn't is named Echinoc, just like Rome. Yeah. But okay. its tendrils spread out everywhere, even to places that are really far to get to and inconvenient. Just because I was thinking about um, their structure, maybe they, maybe their thing is that they will say, "You can join our empire. You will be given these things and this amount of support, given on what we, what we can, yeah, what we can provide." However, you will have to give up certain things, but it's equitable, and it's almost like the uh, Federation in the original Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh-huh. where they show up and they're like, "You can have it," and they're like, "No," they're like, "That's fine." Bye. If you change your mind, let us know. We will build a road to Akinosh. And that's the high-minded, ideal version. Yes. And this ain't the DS9 that. version. No, I think I think they the are... political reality of... I think they are ruthless, but right now they're at, a, they're at a spot where they're only talking to people where it's it can be amicable. Especially now that they're, they're torn well, asunder. Yeah, it would seem like, okay, we could grab this land and these people. What are we going to get out of it? How much would it cost to take it? That doesn't work. Let's just like make them, an offer. Yeah, the math doesn't work out. And there's like, oh, they say no. Well, but there's other people to talk to. There's other deals to be made. And you we're going to talk you, We're gonna talk to the people who live next door to you. Exactly. Yeah. You just recruit everyone around them until you're Daniel Plainview. Like, why don't I own this? You're like, you can't cross through these areas. You, you can't it. use our route, yeah, our pay, roads. Pay, uh, yeah, just uh, pay, pay the hefty toll that you can't afford. Yeah. And we're going to tell we're going to tell all the the neighboring villages around you not to trade with you. No, I think th- I think they will definitely make it so that you can afford it because they want your money. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the, the their thing is like no, that's fine. You just have to pay the tolls when you when you use our roads or don't use them. You don't have to use them. Yeah, yeah. But they are the best and the fastest mm-hmm. and, and protect the mo- and the most and protective. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you don't get the decoder ring. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you can't you can't hold that magic ring up to our signs and know which way to go. And it says drink more Ovaltine. Okay, so the Akinosian Empire, there's the city of Akinosh in Jarnesia, where it's located. Sounds good. Is it on a river? Yeah. I think I want to move it, so you highlighted a river for your campaign, Max. I want to move it to that one, because it's way bigger. Yeah, let me check. Yeah, I'm not using that river anymore. You go ahead. Okay. I do want to leave a large-ish uncharted area that we don't really know that much about. That's fine. Well, remember, this is just one continent. Yeah, I figured yeah. that would be the, the other continents. In fact, we have a hidden continent. That's yep. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already just trying to plan what my potential campaign would be. And uh, Good. Airships would be plausible at this technology level. Yeah, I just think it's unlikely. Maybe the Savathians could have. Especially if you've got a skeleton crew with that necromancer. Uh, Three necromancers on a ship, man. You got that place fully stocked. But Dude, a necromancer? Put it in a pot, baby. You got a studio. Yeah, all right. A necromancer on an airship with a literal skeleton crew is pretty badass. I, yeah. I do want to say this. I think outside of combat, you should be able to make your skeleton just do like menial tasks without having to watch it. Sure. Mm-hmm. If like, it's just, you know. Yeah, he's like, hey, run pit- that rigging. And he's like, all right. Yeah, pitch a tent. And then uh, build a campfire. Yeah, but if you have to do something super complicated, then it can't yeah. do yes. that thing anymore. I would agree. Yeah. Ooh. You just sit there with like your hood over your eyes in a hammock and uh, yeah. just direct <laughs> your skeletons. Yeah, like, like when eyes. Mickey fell asleep moving the broomsticks. You know? Yeah, exactly. You could be like Brave Sir Robin and have, have coconuts behind you. <laughs> click, 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 click. Just for effect. Okay. All right. I like this. So we've got a location for the Akinosian Empire. It's in the country of Jarnesia. Who owns... Akinosh. Which brother? That's okay. What was the last emperor's name, the one who died? Aki Akinosh. 
<laughs> Malachi. How about uh, uh, Galeron? I like that. G A Y. Galeron. Great. Galeron, yeah. G A Y L R O N. Galeron. Sure. <laughs> Throw in some umlauts in that shit. Make it fantasy. Okay. And uh, I need some apostrophes. Oh, yeah. Galeron. And what are the two brothers' names? Should maybe they end in Ron? So we got Captain Ron. Yeah. And Ron. A.A. Ron. <laughs> I got in a weird fight one day about, I'm like, Captain Ron is a very funny movie. And someone's like, no, shut up. It isn't. It's a really bad movie. And I'm like, I think you need to rewatch that. I don't. I don't it's a great would, movie. I can't imagine it's people not a great being movie, angry about a, Captain Ron. Yeah. I said it was one of my favorite movies and they got very offended. They're like, <laughs> they got to loosen that, up. He's like, how could that be true? I'm like, because there's gorillas in the jungle. I also like Cabin Boy. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good movie. That's a movie worth fighting over. How about Killiron? Killiron. K-I-L-I-R-O-N. Killiron. Killiron. And then... Uh, Nirion. Nirion. Okay. With a silent A at the beginning. Okay. I like it. And an apostrophe, <laughs> just for good measure. Mm-hmm. So Killiron and Nirion. I hate silent letters so much. Who is the younger brother who is smarter? Killiron. I was going to say Nirion. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's slip for it. Okay. All right, so Nirion is the younger. What do the citizens call them? Like, do they have a... Crown prince? Well, no, I was thinking... Um, like nickname? Nicknames for them, like ones who are <laughs> the for them and ones who are the supposed ones. Ah. one and the dumb one. <laughs> oh, like... The, depending the, on who you talk to, one's the other the one. The Tories or the, like, political party? I, I, th- I, think, like in, I think... In Game of Thrones, they call uh, Rob Stark the young wolf. I, uh-huh. I, I think like uh, Josh was going... I mean, oh, wait, wait. What are the, so what do they call the nicknames for the individuals? Yes. Okay. So I think they opposed... They can call Nirion the usurper. Yeah. What was the church again? Killiron the Krex lover. Because he like, <laughs> totally married a Krex chick and... Uh, Can't have babies. Yeah. And they're just like, what, what are you doing, man? This is the Akinocean Empire. You, you, you're going off and marrying a Krex? A bird love. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. It's What's bird yeah. love. It's What's bird the name? Love. The name she of poops the... out of the hole. You... <laughs> <laughs> Don't even... <laughs> the name of the church. Baratus, the one you're talking Baratus. about? Baratus. Maybe that one could be like the champion of Baratus or something. His supporters were why the younger son should take over because Baratus has chosen him. No, the king chose him. Yeah, but the king would say, yeah, God did it. Woody, are they that involved with their god? I don't know if the Akinosian Empire is that religion-driven. I imagine some prime political conflict in, in the Akinosian Empire comes from different religions within it. Yeah. Okay. But the church of Baratus should also be split. All the churches should be split. In Akinosh sure. land, yeah. So Nirian followers call him. Be like uh, Walgreens and CVS. There's just like two in every freaking town. <sighs> the builder? The builder. The engineer. I like that. The engineer, the builder, the. The restorer. Because there's already a brand, the builder. The contractor. And Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob the builder. Oh, I forgot about Bob. Dora the explorer. It's not like builder because it's like that's just. Engineer. Put down engineer. It's Some, something more something more like a visionary of some kind. He like he has a vision. It's not just like we're literally building roads like the planner. Ooh. And the dreamer's cool. little the fanciful. Comp, the comptroller? I like that. Because a comptroller The accountant. Well a comptroller runs accountants. He's the boss accountant. He's pursuing a vision, you know. Mm-hmm. The dreamer. No. The I, I kinda do like the dreamer, but but he is the sensible one. It's yeah, it's but it's too it's too much of a, like a John Lennon vibe. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck that guy. You have very strong opinions on people you've never met. I usually just make them up as soon as someone says their name. <laughs> Somebody who goes out and is like planning not just roads. The loyal. Munificent. Nirian the Munificent. 
It means larger or more generous than is usual or necessary. All right. But that doesn't, that's not the reason why he was picked, which I feel like that's the thing that needs to lead it in. Is yeah. That he's smart. The clever. The wise. Uh, again, wise, vanilla. Mm. Yeah. Sagacious. But the gift. The erudite. Enlightened. The perceptive. Uh, Regular Delmundo. Enlightened's not bad. Because enlightened is like, he knows the answer. He's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna get us he's, the answer. Yeah, and plus, enlightened, he sees the future. Not literally, but like yeah. he has a like, he he has awakened this idea in his head of like, oh man, we could do better than this if we just do this. Like mm-hmm. I've I've been enlightened by this dream I had or this vision. Okay, about- so let's go with that. Let's go with enlightened because we need to move on. The guff and the and the other and the other brother who's not really doing so hot he's like no 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 we gotta you know we gotta make Akanusha great again we gotta stick with the old ways the old ways are probably best well I feel like it's been it's been working great for us so far we gotta stick with that it shouldn't be that easy for the players to be like oh this is a political analog let's let's pick one I think the other brother is a proven leader like unequivocally is good at what he does but it's a different direction the sword of Akanusha what's the direction the direction is he's a he's a proven war leader. He's also the first in line for the throne, and they buck tradition to give it to his younger brother because his brother is better with math and stuff like that. But he's like so the younger brother is in charge. Yes. Okay. Well, but they split, and now there's a civil war. So who, there's no one sitting on the throne. They're still deciding, or like well, no, no. There, the, the younger brother he is sitting it? on the, he he is sitting on the throne. The okay. Younger brother sitting on the throne was coronated, all that. Mm-hmm. But the older brother had enough military power to carve out his own yeah. area. And there are people. Who and and I imagine the two brothers have some kind of agreement where they're like, "You're still all Akinosian citizens. We're you know doing this thing, but you know I'm trying to get the usurper off my throne. I'm mm-hmm. going to ask him to peacefully step down. Yeah, peacefully step down. That kind of thing. And then Nerian is like, "I wish he would just see reason. I would give him everything. You yeah. know, if he just came to my side. You know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of yeah. thing." Uh, where it's not he, even, wants, he wants to go out there conquering. I want him to do it for Akinosha, for our purposes, yeah, not for he, what he wants. But but the first time I told him no, he split off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah, which might be true. Who knows? You know, like that's maybe the, if the conflict is more gray. Yeah, if it's like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's more fun to kind of pit people against each other, and people in the world have very strong opinions about either of them. I got strong opinions about Skyrim because I think that shit's obvious. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I think it's obvious too. Empire. No. Yeah. yeah duh. Yeah. No. What? Neither. Yeah, no. What? Empire. Neither. You don't get to pick neither. Yes, yes you, you do. <laughs> you yeah, absolutely do. You can divide up Skyrim to get them to, to stop. No. Yeah, but either you gotta, way. You got to kill them dirty, golden-skinned bastards. I don't often agree with well, me. I mean, I always do. I always do Are kill you the Stormcloak them. at the table? No, I'm the Empire. Okay, about to say. Why you no, the, the Empire is the only thing that can stand against yeah. the Somerset yeah, Isles. I agree. So, like, what? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck's the problem? The Stormcloaks <laughs> are an obvious Russian gambit. So, okay. They call him the Enlightened, and they mm-hmm. call Kiliron, or Kiliron, the what? The, the gu- tall. The bold. The guardian. The shield. It has to be something a little backhanded. Just a little bit. The brash. Mm, that's too backhanded. You think so? <laughs> that's too... Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's mostly that is used never, in That is, yeah, yeah, never used as a positive. Oh, you're so brash. It's yeah. Like, it's like brassy. Oh, you brute. Brazen? Uh, that's better. not it's not better. Better. the better. bold is better than bold is too positive yeah. yeah bold is almost always positive brazen is it It can run the line more than brash yeah the ambiguous because <laughs> there's cocksure yeah. yeah which i just don't feel that's not in their vernacular yeah. like yeah <laughs> it's not that's not common parlance that Something like strong the conqueror really because that would that seems like the most straightforward yeah. but an arrogant is too much too yeah the confident i kind of i just want brazen brazen just works. Go brazen brazen works Nerian's followers call him the Enlightened and his brother the Brazen. Kiliran, they probably don't even use the same vernacular. So they say they call him... The Pretender. They call Kiliran the Sword 
of Akinosh. Because mm-hmm. I think Kilaron's best argument is the people love me. Yeah. And I know that you're good at being a fucking bean counter, and that's good. But when people look to their leader, they want the person who has experience and they like. You and know, like, it, it was it was my job to begin with. You just took it. Yeah. I've I've traveled more the of the empire in my twenties than you will ever see. Yeah. And the idea that you just took this job—it's supposed to be me. The law says it's supposed to be me. If you make this legal, what's to stop an outsider from taking it in the future? Yeah, oathbreaker. I like pretender. Pretender. Because I like the pretenders. Defiler. The upstart. I almost think they resent his perceived intelligence. Like he's conceited. Then? Think of like, oh, this fucking bean counter, those eggheads, fucking that kind of thing. Around the nerd. Fucking <laughs> 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 nerd. on the nerd. Decimus Maximus. The virgin. The virgin. <laughs> the virgin king. Just like, yeah. oh, guys, it's so true, guys. Fucking virgin sitting on the throne. Boffin. Maybe they could call him the sage. Okay. Something like that. Bookworm. Well, they they call him the professor and like the real dig. Yeah. Oh, the fucking professor is talking again. <laughs> you call someone who gives false. Uh, oh, the, false information. Kelton Mandegrove. You call him the suckling sage. Prove it. Yeah. The blowhard. The sapling sage. Yeah. Sapling sage. Sapling's I like that. Pretty good. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, more more words from the sapling sage. How dare oh, you? Oh, rather. How dare you? If I weren't so enlightened, I would punch your face, sir. So instead, I will order it. You hanged. Instead, I will. God, punch that man in the face! Strike him, Centurion! Strike him! There we are! So, guys, we are committing the ultimate sin. Party faux pas. Fake animal hands. We already talked about politics. Yep. We're talking about religion now. All right. Well, this one's different because it's true. Yeah. Plus one momentum, Doug. (laughs) So, let's start with three basic mythologies. And I think we can't start with those without talking about the culture first. We have cultures, we created some. Mm-hmm. Let's pick we created some. many. So let's go to our cultures. Let's pick three. Harad megalolithic. Well, we've got three Harad cultures. We've got the. We're picking the three main religions, all right? Sure. So, so the megalithic, because they're yeah. old, right? So those mm-hmm. are the indistinct. Those are the Mera. Okay. The Kadon, which are the desert-faring nomads that Esmond is part of, uh-huh. and then there's the Piro, which are the Bayou-based. So, all right, I'm I cool like with that. that we'll make the Mira our first. They live at the convergence of subtropical river valleys, build massive temples. They care about long timelines, family histories, that kind of thing. Kind of like dwarves. Straight up ancestral worship is not Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll pick them. Who else do we have? I, I kind of want... The Hedonists? I was thinking the Larsa. Okay. Who we're using for a couple things already. They're the Eshwin. The Larsa are the military and religious. They recruit the sick, dying, and disenfranchised of their enemies by creating hospitals and relief efforts before gradually eroding their borders and invading en masse. They are nighttime boogeymen of children's stories meant to warn against their predatory kindnesses. I think that they are a militaristic wing of a greater religion. Okay. Knights, hospitalier, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll do the Mera, the Larsa. And then Baratus. I almost, I think we should stay away from the Akinosian Empire. Maybe Baratus is Akinosian. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking they're kind of young. And maybe if we want to influence the world in a larger sense, let's deal with the the larger stuff. The the older religions? Yeah. The ones that they made it past the doom. Okay. They survived the doom. Sea gods. So I like the sea stuff. So we have the... Maybe, maybe the guff? The floating city? The religions that we create are going to span multiple races, yeah. right? So if we go sea, then we get the gelt otters that live in glaciers and, and the uh, wolverines and badgers and stuff like that that can, that can cross over into a water-based pantheon. 
but I think we should focus on the Guff probably adopted this. This is an old religion that they learned from other seafarers, and it's just part of their culture now. And we're talking about the sign, right? The C-Y-N-E? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Mira are subtropical, but care about ancestor worship. The Larsa operate on a idea of missionary work, right? Errands of mercy. Like right, exactly. In the way that... In service to Doctors what? without borders. Well, we don't know yet. But uh, we're trying to think of the needs, like what they care about, and then what embodies that for mm-hmm. them. Because if you ease suffering, you can make friends, mm-hmm. turn enemies, you know, tur- turn your enemies into friends, and then that's your power now. And if they refuse you, you don't feel bad about killing them, because who would refuse that except somebody truly evil? Yeah. You'd prefer to be sick or die of your injuries than receive help from an enemy. But that could almost don't... be like Confucian in nature. The relationship defines cosmic order okay it's almost like a spiritual take on the eshwin ability of like life stealing mm-hmm. like after you kill them you can like feed off the life or whatever you're taking the sick and dying and now they're becoming part of your culture like you, you're bringing them in so what if they worship the twin moons the two moons because you have the dark one and the and the and the light one mm-hmm. okay. and that's what their religion oh, based all like, their mythologies like, on if there's like phases of the moon where it looks like one is giving life to the other or vice versa or something mm-hmm. and other people share the same religion but they are the fanatics yeah mm-hmm. okay the lighter moon gives the gifts and the darker moon is what you have to do if people reject that maybe because we have the the reciprocation the yeah yeah the the equal and opposite because you could have aspects of the religion like what you work for like i work for the dark moon side we get called in when uh they don't accept and the sign the seafaring mm-hmm. thing what do they if you spend a lot of time near the ocean what do you what do you care about what do you the wind we care about wind, high tide, low tide, water, Freedom. animals under the water. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Safe passage. Storms are terrifying mm-hmm. because it's a super perilous journey. So you want and storms, you know, while they occur in season, their strength is random. Mm-hmm. So their gods, there would have to be at least a number of capricious random gods and mythological figures, demigods. Lots, that kind of, lots yeah. of superstition on on having a safe journey. Okay, so let's make so the each sign. body of water would have its own personality as well right and you would have you would have a god of the land faring peoples and you would pray to them for safe passage over land when yes. you're not giving like that kind of thing mm-hmm. okay so i think they are a pantheon of sea problems <laughs> like the idea that there could be like there's a deity in certain large bodies of water like there's if you find a lake well all right let's appease the spirit of this lake you know so that we can cross it safely even if it's not that big instead of having to go around it but then it's like dude the god of the ocean don't fuck with that guy because yeah he's, he the bigger the body of water the more powerful you are and the more serious penance you have to make to like you know maybe every every body of water has a Life. spirit in it mm-hmm. like it has its reigning spirit with its own children like colors and... of the wind shit every rock every right. tree that's where wishing wells come from is it yeah because you would tie your wish to a tree near a stream and hope the god of that stream would give you your wish. What do we name our sea religion? Um, sea is... Um, Are we looking for functional or flary? Something that they would call themselves, and then everybody afterwards can have their own names for who is those god botherers are, you know? A faith or a religion? Is it more of a... Is it structured or is it just like a yeah. general belief? There are structured ways to practice it, but generally people just will buy a trinket. Okay. And be like, please don't kill us. We'll mm-hmm. throw a pig into the ocean. Yeah. Well, because it's not just the sea; it's the spirit of water, which is a life-giving substance. Well, no, it's yeah, it's, but, it's, but, it's specifically gods. Yeah, sure. They see everything as as just like Sentient. it's all this. It's also they're seafarers. So when they see another large body, it's like it's a very small sea. What if it's something like they all know 
that they're going to wind up at the bottom of the ocean one day. So it's something like... Um, would they think that, though? I well, mean, the goal would be to not have that happen. Would be well, no, to, I think, you know, I think they, commit, they commit their dead to the sea as well. Okay. But, you know. but it, Ooh, like the Ganges. So maybe the idea that if you're buried at sea, your spirit becomes a part of it. Yeah. So then you want to... Like, you have to... Yeah. like. You worshipped the Western Sea, and he died out here in a strange land. We have to get his body back to the Western Sea to be committed to his God, to live forever in his kingdom under the waves. And that would fucking suck if you're like, guys, I uh, don't let me die out here. Yeah, <laughs> don't let me yeah. die out here in the fucking desert. This thing that's antithetical to They're everything I They're extremely superstitious. Because yeah. you can imagine seafarers are very superstitious. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you and if you don't go back to the ocean, if they don't mm. bury you back, you're doomed to wander. Yeah, you know, you become one of those uh, sea gaunts or something. Yeah, that a they encounter out there, lubber or whatever. You just if you're like if you're stuck on land and you can't, you'll never find your way back. But if you if your spirit is returned to the sea, it's like a big fucking party. Because now Unless it's like kill a non-believer and bury them as you. That would be. A but ceremony. you're already dead, is what we're saying. The yeah, but they, your family would have a ceremony where they kill a slave and throw him in the ocean and be like, "That was Henry." Yeah, don't be yeah. mad at us for not returning his body. Yeah, because yeah. you know religions are workarounds of ideas. Hmm. I like the idea that it's somewhere where you would want to go. If it's like, I don't want to literally say it's Valhalla, but if it's mm-hmm. like a yeah. positive thing like that, where you're like, hey, when I die, bury me in the ocean because that shit's dope. As opposed, to- yeah, and you and you would you it would be important for you to learn like the waterways and tributaries because you're like, oh, so and so is a servant of this one, is a servant of this because like all rivers lead to the ocean. Yes. So yeah. there's like a lake, and you're like, yes, but the lake serves so and so. Yeah. It's um, a gift from the ocean to yeah. bring life. Yeah, these, ha- the yeah, these have a relationship. Yeah, everything yeah. is related. Because it, it, it's true. The ocean is like the center of life, the origin of life. Life didn't come on land until the ocean gave it. You know? Right. And so now you got to return. It's like, oh, we're going to bury you. It's like, dude, you're not going home if you get buried. you got to go out there. That's, that's where we came from. So hmm. I almost think like you'd call them like bottom walkers or something like that. Yeah. Would there be like floaters? <laughs> <laughs> no, sinkers. That's, that's sinkers. That's what you do when you die. What would you? Mm-hmm. What would you be when you're alive? Upper deckers, like, <laughs> <laughs> like drifters or drifters isn't bad because you're kind of dry. Because that's the thing. Because you, when you're alive, you're naturally kind of buoyant. Yeah. So you you can't you can't join the party because you're alive. You, you, you're a you're buoy. Yeah, you're a buoy. Flotsam versus jetsam. I think like too like the the sea is always at war with the god of storms. And mm. the surface of the ocean is... Uh, so that's, that's the no man's land? That is the the first line of defense against the storm. Mm-hmm. God, you know. Would there be a, a Fiddler's Green type heaven where there are no storms? I think it's at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So should we base it around that? The name of that place would be the... Well, like, what would you call... So these, these guys only travel along the top of the barrier of that world. Yeah. You're asking mm-hmm. for permission to, to, to trample across that barrier. Yeah, to travel to to basically walk across the shield. Yeah, just be like, hey, bro, I know we're making waves, but we're not a storm. You know, yeah. shield, shield walkers is even really cool. Yeah, shield walkers make respectful waves. You know, like yeah. or, or, or skimmers. It's like, it's like if you if, skimmers. I, I kind of like that. Skimmers. That sounds kind of rad. Uh, I was gonna say if you if it's like if you go into a graveyard in reality, it's disrespectful to walk over people's graves. Yeah, you're walking over the biggest grave on the planet because the ocean is just a big grave. So you're like, hey, we got to travel across the gravesite of like literally everything so maybe what we should, there, you know there's like guardians of that well that's like leviathans and monsters and shit mm-hmm. but like you yourself are a guardian of that if you travel you are protecting what you see as your ancestral land below or whatever 
from are you from storms? No, from other people who are not of your religion, your hydro. I like skimmers. Yeah, skimmers. Yeah, skimmers. skimmers? Yeah. But skimmers yes. is more of a colloquial. Yeah. Well, what did the Greeks? Those are those are practitioners. Like we are skimmers. Yeah, yeah we're skimmers. Like not, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so knots like sailors, uh, something knots. Like not, I think I think just skimmers, right? Because what did the Greeks yeah. call themselves? Because you could not Athenians, be Athenians, you know, yeah. like they would name themselves after a specific god. It's like, yeah. oh, well, y- like these travel the sea of this god. So the, the seas are named after the gods that the skimmers worship. Yeah, and you could work at a dock your whole life, never really go on a boat. But you could still be a skimmer. Sure. Like I, I get, I get, I get seasick. I, I, I'm a skimmer, mm-hmm. but I get seasick. My goal is to help shepherd those across, yeah, across the, the shield, threshold, the, yeah, the, the, the veil. Mm-hmm. Okay, skimmers. I like that. I, I only want to name two gods. All right. I want to name the god of all seas. And the god of storms. How many seas are there? Bunch. I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it won't matter until later. You'll learn them later. Delna, lord of seas. How about like Croc? K-R-A-W-K. What a croc. <laughs> and the god of all seas, you fear the most. And you fear the god of storms. So you pray, because like, both of them are harsh and unforgiving and just indifferent to your peril. But one of them yeah. will welcome you when you die. I think neither of them will. Ooh, okay. The specific sea you're in, you have okay. to placate, which is a child of the god of all seas. Yeah, and all, uh, and all yeah. sea monsters are born of the god of all seas. Okay. It's like, yeah. it's like, like the, the, god, the god of all seas gives two shits about you. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, I almost think it's like Yogg Sothoth, like the goat with a thousand young. Like it, yeah. it births all sea monsters. It, it created all the seas. It doesn't give a shit about you, but it's at war with the storm. It's kind of like a Kronos versus a yeah, um, it, it, Zeus. Yeah, it yeah. has it has much bigger problems than even its own children. Yeah, yeah. So the children, the you know, the children you make the deal with, be like, hey, can I come play in your sea once I'm dead? And like, oh yeah, great. You know, I like people. You know, I you know, I I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch over you if you get buried here. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the the guy in charge, he doesn't even care what we do. Like, yeah, so, but so you placate can, him because he fights the storm. So there's the sea and the sky, and the land is an affront to both. And the well, I, I figure it wouldn't be an affront to the the god of the sea. It's true because that's okay. where his worshippers go. We're like that's it's all ground under the sea too. Yeah. Okay. So it's the the sea versus the sky. The god of storms. Each storm is a sentient entity to them. Uh-huh. So like a bad storm happens, they're like he sent one of his children, you know, or yeah. she did, like that kind of thing. So it's like a, it's a random spirit that will never happen again, or yeah, or maybe if there's like a fifty year storm that comes around every fifty years, it's the same one, you know, Ooh, and it has yeah. an agenda. El Nino, because the area would have like <laughs> yeah. a monsoon season. But what if oh, those? Well, if you live long enough too, you're like, oh, I know this storm. Yeah, I've he been came this, around. I've they... been in this storm before. So that could be cool. Like, if, uh, if, if there hasn't been a storm in a long time, you're like, he's coming back, and it's going to be hell to pay. Well, they're like, the ones tracking it. They're like, yeah, he's coming. It's going to be bad, so and so, and they have a name for the the storm that's coming soon. Yeah, Hurricane can there Andrew. be a sect of priests who are just like ancient meteorologists, and they're just like standing on the shore, like it's coming, and everyone's like, <laughs> with, no, no, yeah, with, right. with, with little with pinwheels, <laughs> yeah, no, with with, <laughs> with like rain cloud stickies they put on things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if the storms were children of the ocean god? No. They're I think the seas yeah. are the children of the ocean god. Okay. The storms are children of the air sky god. Sky god. That's cool. Yeah. All right. They're waging a proxy war at the surface, mm-hmm. which is the barrier to both of their kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So the god of storms is... Uh, Benway. The sea and the sky are fighting over the affection of the land. Maybe. Ooh. Takes, takes, land needs both of them. And storms are not as bad on land as they are at sea. Maybe the land is the petrified corpse 
of a lover both of them shared. Yes. And it died, and now they hate each other forever. Although there's so much the life on the land, Yeah, though. there's so much there's life, so on, the much life, yeah. life. Yeah. on the land. But the land itself. The rock, the it's, dirt. It's dirt and okay. rock. Like, it, it used like to almost, be alive. It, they would almost think of it like ash, like a volcano. Yeah, because the, the, the sky and the sea are so alive in motion, and they, uh-huh. they move yeah. constantly. Land is, as far as they're concerned, land is, is solid. Is, but then yeah. what would they think about volcanoes and earthquakes and stuff? I, that's a good question. Maybe it's sleeping, and they're trying to... Yeah. I don't know. But the sea is always trying to reclaim the land, too. So, Well, and the wind is always eroding yeah. mountains and shit. You know? And the rain... Because that's the thing. Rain brings life. Rivers bring life. Those are two... Come from two separate sources. If it's like a dead lover that they both, like, loved, that's interesting. But it's just like, how would you account Maybe for... Maybe he's injured and sleeping, and his earthquakes and volcanoes are it rumbling to life. And they're trying to provoke it to do so. But they're fighting over, and that's what the the great sea storms are. Because no, there is no storm that is large that does not form over the sea. All right, so Croc, so the skimmer, the god of, she's a god of all seas, and the goddess of storms is Benway. Benway, we'll do that. B e n w e. All right, so the skimmers believe that one day the earth will wake. Yeah, and that'll be no. It must choose. Oh yeah, yeah. It must choose between one or the other. It will choose when when one wins, and the the oh. earth would only just be referred to as the lover. He's like, oh, we live on the lover, lover earth instead yeah. of mother earth. So if like a party of cracks are like sailing down a river, they're gonna get fucked up by some skimmers. They could, or they like air people. Generally, you pay a skimmer to be like they'd be like, sure, we'll we'll do all the rights. Yeah, we know what leads into where. Or even the idea that like, oh, if you're only taking one trip, that's fun. Like you can you mm. can get by usually. If you live on the waterways, you have to do this yeah. to survive. Don't be disrespecting us. That's all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking like a party of air priests like sailing down a river. Well, there'd be a lot of cracks who are skimmers. Yeah. Yep. Who are river folk. Well, but, sk- yeah, skimmers is like there's Tolden. There's any, anybody yeah. can be a skimmer. The ancestor wor- worshipping dwarf-like megalithic. Should be matriarchal. I, no, I, eh. think, I think the skimmers are matriarchal. This is specific to each family, and then it goes above that and above that. So above for the that. skimmers, it's goddess of the of the storms, goddess of the sea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, in that case, there should be a clan system then. Because you're not just my family. I'm not just part of my immediate family. Right. There's part a secondary of an overarching, larger, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the branches and, then, and stuff like that. Over that. But there were, there were people who ushered in new ages that watch over everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there, there are people who are above that system. Yes. And your goal is to be above that system, to be to be one for all. Like Buddha. So if yeah. the diff- are the different clans maybe when this civilization was founded and they're going to build these giant structures, the distant wandering nomads all came together to build. So you're descended from the people who were this clan and they were the stone people and you were descended from this clan and they were the... Well, I think just a lot of the artifacts survived. It's not that distant people came together and decided one day. You don't even know how far back it goes. Oh, all mm-hmm. right. Whatever. Yeah. What would you call them? If they're ancestor worshippers? Apothites. Okay. Apo- apoth- well, apoth has... Hmm. How about ap- aposites? Only because like like apothecary, ap- apotheosis is like ascension to God. Well... That's why I went with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, do they, look to, they look to ascend. Yeah, they look to ascend. So apothites, ancestor worship, and there are key demigods, people who have reached apotheosis. Yes. Now, all the ancestors can help them, but they're those that are clearly ancient heroes that are now gods. Ooh, it's very uh, Chinese, too. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Would they believe in you're reincarnated within your clan, mm. which would force you to marry outside of your... No. So I think they obviously have the biggest pantheon. Yeah. Let's think of the biggest worries in their society that they would appeal to the most commonly. I think child rearing. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to write this down as needs so we can create quick gods for them. Food. Uh, so harvest. Yeah. Law. Hierarchy of needs. Law. If, they, if they have a large, complex society. Travel. Law is important. Yeah, the lawgiver. Travel and uh, war. Yeah, but yes. so you get some sort of strength because of their scales, you know. Yeah. They need a armor plating, you know. And because they're city folk, it would be like health. I think sanitation. there would, I think there would be other there would be non Harad who also like Yeah. This is no this is not racial specific. We're starting any, with yeah. those yeah. specific. Any and oh, all okay. can can be risen. And you can have like there are guff clans that straight up worship their ancestors that also want to climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. And they probably use a similar framework to a Harad group that does it, but the Harad has a, a certain kind of art style on how they do it. But the Guff believe that the same things are true, they just don't express it the same way. Yeah, and your direct ancestor is, is the thing that you worship that's different, but the general ones are the same. So child-rearing, harvest, law, travel, war, and medicine. Yes. Okay, I will run this shit through a name generator, and we'll have the gods for those. I definitely want travel to be thought of as a guff, even by the rod, though. Okay, interesting. Because they invented it. No, it's just it's a guy. It's like just the guy who traveled the most, and he came back and he just told them a bunch of stories, and everyone's like, "You like when you die, you are the most traveled watch person. over travelers." Yeah, mm-hmm. while he's like, "You almost must like, watch over like them." Saints, like they got a saint for everything. Yeah, it'd be interesting because the skimmers don't believe that shit at all, but the apothites might worship somebody who was a skimmer because of what they did. Yes. Yeah. All right, and then what we have left are the Larsa with the the two moons. We're looking at duality here, man. And there's only these two. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the two moons. The sun isn't a deity in their eyes, what the two moons are and the way they interact with each other. We'd called them brothers before, hadn't we? Sisters. Oh, sisters. Yeah. Mm. The sun is just a star to them. They know what a star is. Like, the moons are important. They're close. And they change. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's that's Sister too black of. and white, yeah. but even though these are black and white moons. that But that's the thing that other people who are trying to... In- Gauge the culture and they're like oh you, you seem very black and white and they're like no we love them both and both and, are important and both love us but in different ways so when the light it hits- sounds very and now i'm starting to realize this sounds very my little pony <laughs> dope um <laughs> so for the darker moon when the light hits it it just looks gray or like what how do we think this looks i think it looks opaque you don't know what it is and it absorbs a lot of light so it just looks like the death like star. a hole like just uh i think a hole with not just a hole maybe there's like some texture to it but it's very slight especially compared to our moon which is not very reflective our it still comes across as bright white yes. to us because of the sun this is dramatically darker so maybe based on whatever dust is on the moon like there's to know that there's phases of the moon it's like all right it's either completely black and it's missing Mm-hmm. Or, or you only know it's there because it's blocking out other stars and stuff as it moves. Mm-hmm. So it's like angrily watching, <laughs> waiting to strike. But then when light hits it, the, you can you can kind of barely see it because it sparkles a little. Well, bit. let's start. Like, let's start with their needs. Okay, the, the bright moon is obscured when the other one takes it in its arms. What do they as a culture care about? Expansion. Well, giving. It's <clears throat> expanding by giving as well because it's like you're you're you're, you're what's, helping. What's their what's their afterlife? So we've got the afterlife for the skimmers. They go under the sea to their preferred sea of their home to spend it with. Their, oh, maybe the moon. So they go to the moon. The bright one. Because you either go to the or, bright one or the dark one. Or, or you could go to either, but it's not based on what's bad and good. It's what role you filled. Well, how, well if, you're not, if you're not actively helping, if you're not running mercy missions, then oh, what are you doing? Some people need to die and be killed. Your society needs warriors, spies, assassins. Maybe. And they would see those things as more just than the skimmers or the apothites. Yes. So maybe if you, according to their religion, if you come over willingly, you when you die, you if you worship, you die, you go to the 
bright moon let's say mm-hmm. but if we have to kill you hey no hard feelings it's not personal you go to the dark moon after you die maybe you go to the sun to the sun when sun you... is hell yeah <laughs> oh man because and that's why it's hot and fiery it is just just souls it is being fueled that's what they're doing they're fueling the sun well then what's the dark moon all about the dark moon is like the quiet contemplative wise graveyard but cold and uh, not emotional whereas the moon but who, would... but who goes there or does anyone go there i think lots of people go there you know scholars, scholars soldiers so maybe you just choose where you'd want to go well it depends on what you embodied yeah in life it's more like the karmic system you have a you have a dharma. You have a role. So so one's not generally better than the other. It's no, just, they're just different. They're different. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're symbiotic to each other. They are the duality of the way that many things can be and how things need to interlock. Asgard and Valhalla, or maybe probably a better comparison might be like there's different circles of hell, but this is cir- different circles of heaven. There's just like two 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 versions of heaven. It it'd be like Valhalla and like wizard heaven. So like. Okay, so I, I would I would imagine it would be the like Elysium, yeah, on the moon, mm-hmm. and on the dark moon it would be like the library. The regular moon is like cool nightclub, the uh, playing the top forty hits, everyone's partying. Dark one is like smooth jazz, uh, <laughs> like chill Pro- prog rock. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's re- re- reading a book and having a real strong drink. Yeah, yeah, a little a little more. <laughs> you get to know the secrets. Yeah, and just more chill. Whereas the other's more of like, hey, I want to see people, and I want to, I want to, you know, be yeah. sociable. The other's more of like, oh yeah, there's other people there you could, but no one really wants to talk to anyone there. Yeah, yeah. I want to write poems about wizard heaven, though. Yeah, I was thinking if they don't want people to end up on the sun, mm-hmm. they don't want people to end up on the sun. Right? They, well, they want to convert want, you. They want to save everybody from okay. That, from hey, man, just you don't want horrible to go to the sun. death. Yeah. From that horrible afterlife of eternity burning in the middle of a nuclear uh, gravity well. Yeah. yeah. And Unless, it makes sense for them to want to worship the night because they're fucking bats. You know? So, like, the, the daylight is... is so, do we call them the, uh, the day wardens? <laughs> Just straight up sun haters. C- catcher in the sky. Um, That's a funny joke, by the way. Yeah. Max got it. <laughs> um, it's the hardest I've ever made Max laugh. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like the sun. Yes. They don't want to go there. They don't want anyone to go there. I think they do want some people to go there. No, they don't want anyone to go there. They, 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 they will wanna... forgive you. Yeah. Like, you will be forgiven if you merely repent. Yeah. What if you burn in the sun for a million years? Then you get to go to the moon. Mm, maybe maybe you just end up as a star, which is like the dimmest light. Yeah. Like, they, they'll spit you out when it's done with you, and you float for eternity in the abyss. That's what, oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you don't, what's, what's you don't the accept the goodness. You don't get to party. And you, you're denied any knowledge. But you're only tortured for a million years. Well, I'm just saying, why even leave the sun? Why not just say, "Hey, that's your you, the sun's huge. You're in the sun now. You're well, gonna burn it, because they because they because they also, a description for stars yeah. because they care about what's in the sky a lot. Mm-hmm. The stars are those who failed but no longer actively punished. They've served their time. Yeah, yeah. So they wander in the darkness without being able to join without party. without love mm-hmm. or knowledge. Love and knowledge is a good way to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. But there's you don't really see a lot of new stars that often. And if like every single person who died who goes to the sun, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just seems a little. Oh, but it's only when only when you're done. You ha- you burn there for a million years. Yeah, I guess. I just it's just weird to put a time limit on it. Is all I guess. Like religions like to do that. They yeah. like math. Oh, I was gonna say you go, you burn in the sun. No, and then if you repent, then you get set loose, and then you're your own star. So it's just more of like, are you going to oh, even, yeah. even in death, are you going to hold fast and be like, no, I won't give in? And it's just like, it's almost like the stars or sun is hell. 
the the night sky is purgatory. Purgatory, yeah. Yeah. Something to do with night sky. They want to go to the moon. I I really wanted the to Armstrongs. Fi- I wanted yeah. to find them by hating the sun more than loving the moons. Yeah. Well, I think what they what they would be fine I mean, with not, calling themselves. They're they're bat people. They're not vampires. Well, no, it's not just bat people. But, yeah. But the Larsa right, but that's, are that's, those. Yeah. They're that's the, the, they're the, the origin. Well, maybe not. Maybe maybe I they're mean, the just su- the sun gives life too. You know. It's not. I mean. The yeah. Moon, the moon, I think the idea of worshiping the moon is more of like getting into nature's vibe, like getting into like yeah. the, the cyclical nature of it, and that there's life and death. There's day and there's night. There's all. There's like the duality of things. So it's not about necessarily hating the sun but being like well the sun is just a necessary part of uh of things we have the two moons for that but that was, th- that's the reward like the, the oh, bad that, but that's, stuff yeah but know. i think that's the 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 internal binary i just think like if you're if you literally hate the sun you usually sleep at night you know what i mean like and you have to you live outside it's like most things most things happen during the day yeah that's where most of life happens yeah and most of life is awful sure that's not true for those people, for yeah. Pe- for the people, in for the people world. who currently live, yeah, man, it's mostly bad. It's all of the problems we have now, and there are giant moles that but could just kill you. And also, people could just steal your children. Apparently, it's the only. It's the only gods. You do know that that's that's like all true now, right? Yeah, like, only okay. <laughs> only they're magically powerful, so it's reality but worse. Yeah, and, the, and like in the daylight, that's the only time you can see what you're doing properly. You know, yeah. so you could see how bad it is. Where you get rewarded with heaven. I mean, that's. What, I mean, that's. I mean, that's a big part of Catholicism is re- the reality we live in. The mortal plane is a fucking nightmare. I'm just saying, don't declare war on the sun. The sun can be your punishment, like that, because no one, no one wants to fucking live on the sun, even now, <laughs> like even in reality, you don't want to yeah. live on the sun. I get that, but the idea of like the sun is bad. It's like, well, all right, dude, you can throw rocks at it, like you know, yeah. spiritual rocks at it. It doesn't really change anything. You'll just stop sending people there. It'll it'll burn itself out. So you call them the. Uh Moonrisers, sunset walkers. I was thinking skywalkers, right? But that's already taken. Yeah. Night flyers. Moonies. That's already Moonies. taken too. That's a Korean <laughs> cult. The Moonies. You not? You don't know about that? No. They're probably one of the biggest cults in the world. Close to loonies. The loonies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any other word for moon? Like besides Just, Luna and lunar and. I kind of like moonrisers. Moonrisers. It's like, oh, you're one of the moonrisers. Like, yes, well, we prefer to call ourselves the order of the such and such. Yeah, you know, but but uh, here come the moonrisers. But yes. I think moonrisers is is not a it's not a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we could say, oh, there's Christians, mm-hmm. and Moonanites, but you'd be like, well, we're Catholics. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're we are Seventh Day Adventists. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. We're like, no, we mostly want to go to the bright because they want to. We're we're, to we're, the we're brighters. We're darkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're like moonrisers works because yeah. they, they want to get there. That's where they okay. want to go. Away from the giant moles. <laughs> there are no moles on the moon. You don't know that. You don't know that for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm but fact, I believe I, I am sure there are. There are no moles on the sun. No, the, in fact, there all, are sunspots. all moles, when they die, go to the sun. All moles. Good. We sent that fucking mole to the sun. To the sun. It's the opposite of all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. yeah. All, all moles, moles go, go to hell. <laughs> I feel good about this. Mm-hmm. We can develop mm-hmm. this a little bit further, maybe off air, some of it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is good. Now we have three distinct religions that can span across multiple countries and cultures and express themselves in different ways. So you could think of... With a, the freedom to also just like make cults and dumb stuff whenever you need. Yeah, that are derivative of these. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, this is good. Um, we'll yeah. come up with names for these and reveal them probably next design episode. I'm, I'm definitely down for a cult that thinks the sun is the bad guy and they want to like... Kill yeah, the like, sun? Yeah, like that's that, really that, that's, funny. Because that sounds more fanatical. That's what I mean. It's like... Yeah. So. And maybe they find a way to do it. And you got... <laughs> you that's your, that's your adventure. Yeah. yeah. I'd be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs>
whole time you're like, what is what is the sun? And we're like, we don't know. Nobody knows. It's bright and hot. <laughs> oh my god, what if there's a fire cult that wants to create a second sun on the earth? Combining all their fire. Energy. Oh, they think it's they think it's heaven, and they're yeah. like, "This place isn't on fire." No, Boo. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. We are on a rock. The close star above us gives us life. All the other points are stars. We must become a star. That's what you do. We're infants in in the cosmos. You don't see another rock out there. There's there's the moons, but that's part of us. We got to turn all this shit into stars. In fact, we have to we have to shove the moons into us to start the grand engine. Yeah, we have to swallow the pill. You know, the, you take the right pill, and you become. You, if you swallow the dark pill, you just stay a rock. If you swallow the bright pill, it gives you the energy. You become the sun. There's another question that is important to the struggle of all of these cultures: is how do they deal with their dead? Which is a yeah a mm-hmm. perennial problem for all humanity. We already got an answer for the skimmers. Mm-hmm. The apothites they probably build large tombs and catacombs mm-hmm. yep. and that kind of thing. If you're if you're statues, because you want to be if able you're to visit. noteworthy. Like if you're well, I you mean, probably you have a family crypt, you know. Oh, there'd be, or or even if there's clans, there's like five stories deep. Yeah, and it's and it's probably important. It's always really important for you to return the remains to where they need to go. Right. Yeah. But every single person gets the gets a crypt. No, the, the crypts are filled with hundreds and thousands yeah. of people. So, you, so I'm just saying, how special is? I'm just the average Joe. I didn't do anything that makes me worthy of being a saint. Where are they right. going to bury me? In well, a hole? Let's say you're at Apothite. Yeah. You know, on, there's no way you're ignorant at all of your family's entire lineage. Okay. So when you die, you would know that you'd want your remains to be buried in this one crypt for your family that's closest to your lineage, which is there's probably 100 people in there already. And you just go in there with them. But this religion goes back so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're talking necropolis here of yeah. like of stuff. Also, they would degrade slowly and you'd slide more bodies in because that's definitely what people did. Yep. And there'd just be pits of bones because yeah. there's whole just pits of bones. It would be kind of fucked up, but also interesting to be like, all right, well, I know where I'm, I mean, this already happens where it's like, I know I'm going to be buried there. But the yeah. thing is like, that's my slot. And it's a lucky one because this total badass ancestor used to be in there, but he's literally turned to dust. Yeah. So now I'm going to go rest in the same spot as my cool, totally awesome, maybe great, I could, great. Maybe I know. could follow in his footsteps up to like super yeah. heaven. He already paved the way, so I get to chill there. I mean, that, that, that's a cool looking at it. Like, yeah, and also like you'd be like you'd be like spot. what the, what there's necropolises. I'm like that sounds awesome. Yeah. No. Oh, dude, and it'd be like if you already know where your spot is going to be, wouldn't you want to take care of it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like write a passage for like your adolescence. Like, all right, this is where you're gonna go when you die. Or, or so, so somebody dies before they're expected to, and they put them in your spot. And you're like, and oh, you call. It's no. like it's like when you come back for college, and your parents have rented out your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. They're like, we already thought you were dead. We just we we, we you know we we sold it because you you know people want spots. You know. Yeah, that's the way to deal with the dead. And the moonrisers, they they, just they burn them. Oh, they burn yeah. them yeah. because it rises up. Oh, there you go. At, yeah, only at night. Yeah, you have unless, to wait you're, unless you're unless you're one of the crazy devil worshippers, which they don't give a shit. They just no, they do it during the day. No, they absolutely. Burn, yeah, they still got oh, to get oh, rid of so your body. They can get you. They can get you up to the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah they still got to get rid on. of your body. They're not just going to leave your body. Around. All right, come sunrise. We're burning this pile. <laughs> like, yeah. And otherwise, it's like oh, you got to wait till nightfall. It's like yeah. we can't we can't start a fire now at night because we're being hunted. They're like we have to. <laughs> they have to get to heaven. They would do the same for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel good about this, guys. We're going to think on this for a while and come back to it. Thank you, guys, all for listening. We really appreciate. Appreciate you uh, chiming in on our Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. Again, if you guys enjoy this, please tell a friend. 
We are playing the games. Liam's going to start his campaign soon. And then after Liam, it's going to be Max. And I've never run a game, so that'll be fun. Which is also something we need to test. So yeah. so if this kind of thing interests you, just please reach out to us. You can always reach us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. We're also on facebook.com slash RPGFS. You can find us on Twitter at homebrewombres. Or check us out on Instagram at RPG from scratch, one word. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.